Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. I bring greetings to you from Opelousas, Louisiana. So good to see you. I've left O-Town this morning to come to Sugartown. Oh, y'all are sweet. So good to see. I'm sorry? Sweet like sugar, baby. So good to see all of you and see some old friends from both of our services here. So great to be. It's an honor to be here and what a privilege it is to speak to you today. And I'm very, I'm excited to speak this message to you today and I hope it helps you. Uh, I want to give you, uh, so I'm kicking off the new series called Relationship Gold, and I, I want to give you a couple of spoiler alerts. Is that cool? Can I do that? Yeah, I want to let you know that you're going to also hear during this series, you're going to hear from Pastor Jacob and Michelle, who have been real mentors to Heidi and I when it comes to the marriage relationship. And then a big time spoiler alert is I believe Heidi and I are going to be back on the 28th of this month, right here in New Iberia. So I can't wait to see you again. And how many girls know Heidi? You've been in a meeting with Heidi. Yeah, I know. I'm like her husband. That's my title, Heidi's husband. So Heidi and her husband will be here on the 28th together. And we're going to be speaking together, which is one of my favorite things to do because she's, she'll carry, she carries the load and I get to be funny. And so I can't, I, it's one of my favorite things to do is to speak with her. And so we're going to be, so we're real excited to, to be here in New Iberia uh, to do that coming up. And so I want to talk to you today in fact, I want to give you one, one of the messages dear to my heart. Uh, Pastor Jacobs encouraged me to write a book about it, but I'm just too lazy. Let's keep it real here. I'm just, I think I probably will. I'm kind of getting the urge to, to do it. And uh, it really, it's about honor, because I think honor works, the principle of honor works in every relationship. It is a godly principle, and godly principles work. If it works with God, it works with man. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, in fact, you'll even see people who are not born again get blessed by functioning in biblical principles. If you've ever wondered, well, they don't even serve God. How does that happen? But they're functioning in biblical principles because they work. And uh, I just want to talk to you about a principle that uh, I, I wouldn't even really, if it wasn't for Pastor Jacob saying, you need to do this, I, I wouldn't say it's a life message, but I think it probably is. And you go, uh, uh, the principle of honor. And uh, I'd like to teach on that. If you don't care, I'm going to do it anyway. So you might as well say, go ahead, bring it, Pastor You, Okay. And then let me also help you a little bit. If you'll help me teach it and preach it, I'll teach it and preach it way better. And you can help me teach it or preach it by participating and by, by letting me hear you. So let's just practice one time. If I just said something like, well, God is good, and you would just say something like, oh, yeah. So if you would do that, I didn't hear the balcony at all. Let's give the balcony a chance. If I said something like, God is good, and you would say, yeah, yes, he, amen, whatever. <laughs> y'all do something like that, I'll preach better. I, I want to take you, last week y'all had Pastor Nick Carroll here, and uh he preached a great message. I know he preached a great message because I actually heard that message a week before. 
And I said, bro, you got to preach that message because it was a good one. And, uh, and so I'm coming, to following him. And here's the interesting thing. I'm going to use the exact text, if you missed last week, I'm going to use the exact text that he, meant, that he used last week, but I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. And I'm going to give you a different angle so you can see the principle of honor working. And if you'll get this revelation, I promise you, if you'll grab hold of what I'm laying down, if you'll pick up what I'm putting down, it will change your life. And so I'm very excited to get in. So let's just jump in it today. Is that cool? I want you to take your Bibles, go to uh, the book of 2 Kings and we're going to pick up, I'm just going to jump in to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse number 8. One day, Elisha, who was the prophet of the Lord, went to the town of Shunem. Very important, Shunem is not a destination. It's not a place that you're going to plan your wedding. It's not a place that you're going to go on vacation to. It is a drive through town. It is a travel stop. It's like Opelousas. The only reason why you'd stop in Opelousas is because you got to go to the bathroom, you got to get some gas, or you need a Red Bull and some crackling. It's the only reason why you'd stop. You'd pull over, get what you need, and keep going. And Elisha and Gehazi, his associate, are just passing through Shunem to get to their destination, the place of ministry, the mission that God has called them to. And we see that a wealthy woman in Shunem lived there, and she urges them to come to her home for a meal. Y'all will help me too. When you see it in yellow, when I get to that part, if you would say that part with me. So we'll do it one more time. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. Y'all are good. And so I want you to see that the principle of honor is already working. I'm going to invite them to my house for a meal. I want you to see, we would call that honor. I'm going to do something kind. I got something for you. I don't want something from you. I'm sure the prophet, just like when Pastor Jim comes, I don't know, if Pastor Jim been here? He's been here. He is a prophet. Do you know how many people call me when he's going to Opelousas going, Pastor you, I need a word. I heard Pastor Jim's coming. Can you give him a word? They want something from him. Let me tell you a way to get a word from Pastor Jim. You want me to tell you? Bring him something to eat. That brother will give you a word. But most of the time we see we want something from we don't have something for. Let me give you one of the first thoughts about the principle of honor. Honor always attracts. If you want something near you, then you need to bring something near them. Whoever you honor, listen, if you're, in, if you're a student right now, if you'll honor your teachers, oh, when the curve comes, when you need that extra point, Oh, let me tell you who's going to get the extra point. That's the student that honors. Oh, students, let me help you. You've been wanting a new car. You'll take an old one, any kind of car. If you'll honor your parents, 
It'll go well with you. That's what the scripture says. Oh, I'm preaching now. I'm looking up there. Honor, honor, honor always attracts. And so here they are pulling off on them to get a Red Bull in Cracklin, but they get the invitation for a gumbo. How many of you know Red Bull or Cracklin or a gumbo? Honor always attracts. Listen, I, don't, I know there's no people like this in New Iberia, okay? This is only in Opelousas. There's, in Opelousas, I got a few people in our church. I call them EGRs, extra grace required. Y'all get that balcony? And they'll catch you. They'll wait. They're, they're every Sunday, they're in the foyer every Sunday. They're waiting for me. They, got, they want something from me. Oh, they catch me the first two or three, four weeks in a row. Pastor, I got to talk to you. I need you to pray. I need you to pray. And I'll pray. And then week t- next week, same thing. Next week, same thing. Next week, same thing. Always something. And finally, I'm going, man, you can get anybody here to pray with you. No, no, I need you, you, you to pray. And I've seen this, this guy for many, many months. And man, I just, I want to be honest. Can I keep it real in New Iberia? Keep it real new. I, I, I spot him in the foyer and I never make eye contact with him. I always find somebody else. Hey, how you doing? So good to meet y'all. And, and he'll, he'll, he'll move. He'll move around. Like if I'm talking to somebody, he'll go from over there, around there, where he, our eyes will meet, and I'll, I'll give him the, one of these. And everywhere he moves, I move. I just, oh, quit acting. Y'all are so much more holier and Jesus-like than I am. And then one day, I, man, I was just going, man, I can't, this guy is a life sucker. Like I said, there ain't nobody in New Iberia like that. Only in Opelousas. And then one day, he goes, Pastor, I really need to talk to you. I have something for you. Yes, what can I do for you? <laughs> How many you know we all got time for somebody that wants to honor or has something for you. I got invited to a meeting. I didn't want to go to the meeting. My schedule was full. And finally, the lady was persistent. I said, I'm not going to be able to come until she said, but Pastor Eugene, we want to honor you. We have an award for you. You have to be there. How many of y'all know I cleared my schedule? (laughs) Because whatever you honor, you attract. Here's a woman, saw the man of God and said, would you come over to my house? I'm sure he thought, woman, I'm on a mission from God. I've got to deliver a word to Mount Carmel. She goes, but I got a gumbo. Oh, you got a gumbo? Yes, come on, we coming, come on. Are y'all picking up what I'm laying down? The principle of honor. And so she comes to his house. We know that it was a good gumbo. We do know that. Scripture doesn't quite say it. It infers it. I can prove it to you. After that, whenever they passed that way, he would. Oh, he'd stop. <laughs> He's like, Gehazi, text sister, shoot him. Let's find out what she got. Let her know we're coming. They'd stop there from something to eat. Here's what I want you to see. If there's no invitation, there's no visitation. There is no honor. Honor works. Honor works this way, 
And because it's a godly principle, it works this way. Now we're talking about relationship gold. We're talking about husbands and wives and parents and children. Start applying honor. It works from parent to a child, from a child to a parent, husband to a wife. Can I give you something free, by the way, as y'all walk into relationship gold? Listen, wives, listen to me. There's two men, there's two, there's two men inside your husband. One's a king and one's a fool. <laughs> Finally, a sister getting honest up in here. Amen. All right. Whichever one you honor is the one you're going to get. Whichever one you speak to is the one that's going to grow. Are you hearing me? Inside your child, there's a wise son, there's a foolish son. Whichever one you speak to is the one you're going to get. Oh, there's a king of, oh, oh men, you ready? Your turn, right? Because inside your wife, there's a Queen Esther. <laughs> marinating up in the oil, waiting for you. And there's a Jezebel. Whichever one you honor is the one you're going to get. Honor. Oh, listen to me. I could go all day on, on whatever, you, whatever you speak. It, it's all the way back to Genesis, right? Adam, Eve, he's naming things. And then God's not even gonna, God's not even gonna name Eve. He's just going to bring her. And he's going to say, whoa, man. Whoa, man. Woman, woman. I'll call her woman. He's going to get to name her. Whatever you name her, she will become. What do you want, what you want your wife to be? I, it took me a while to get this revelation, but I done decided. I got, I got with God and said, God, what do I want Heidi to be? I want her to be my best friend. Then that needs to come out of your mouth. I want her to be awesome lover. Then that needs to come out of your mouth. I want her to be patient. Then that needs to come out of your mouth. I want her to be encouraging. Then that needs to come out of your mouth. Whatever you want to come, you just keep speaking that in there. And it's like seeds going into a ground. One day it's going to produce fruit. 35 years, 30 years, 32, 32, 32 years later, on the 28th, she'll be here. What I produced with my own tongue. Oh, you want her to be an old lady? Keep calling her an old lady. Call her an old lady, guess what she becomes? I'm trying. Watch this. So she, she honors, starts with a gumbo, right? I got something. Then, then it begins, every time they come by, let's go check on Chunam. Honor, she keeps honoring. She honors, she honors, she honors. It keeps attracting. I'm sure before they left, they would say, now we want to pray a blessing over y'all before we leave. And they would pray a blessing. And then they would go on to Mount Carmel. And then next time, on their way back, guess where they stopped? I'm sure they left a blessing every time they, they kept this honor going back and forth. Watch verse number nine. She says to her husband, I am sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. It began with honor. The relationship began with honor. Now that she got to know him, now you see respect. Look at me. Honor doesn't, honor, you don't have to earn honor. Honor is not earned. Honor just should be given. Respect is earned. Do you see the difference? You honor. 
It begins with honor. Free, here's, this is free, by the way, because maybe somebody, somebody in here needs to see this. Best you, I, I, I ain't got no friends. You really need to listen to this. Because whatever you honor, you attract. She goes, verse 10, let's build a small room for him on the roof. Furnish it with a bed, table, chair, lamp. Pastor Nick preached that last week. Then he'll have a place to, I want him to stay. I don't want him visiting. I want him to stay. Some of you are already ahead of me already. You're picking up that we're not just talking about Elisha and a Shunammite woman. They actually represent something. The Shunammite woman represents us. Elisha represents God. And she's going, I don't want visitation anymore. I want habitation. I want him to stay. The honor level is going to go up. Isn't that how honor really works? The more you get to know someone and respect them, the more you want to honor them. Listen, I've been, you hear that old joke, you know, the old cage man marries a woman. They've been married 32 years. And she says, do you love, do you love me? And he said, I told you when we got married, I loved you. If it ever changed, I'd let you know. <laughs> How many of you know honor ought to increase, not decrease? The more you get to know someone, the more you get to love them, the more you respect them, the more honor should be between you. She's going to take it to another level. Now she wants to remodel the house. You ever remodeled your house? Heidi and I remodeled one time. She talked me into it. I mean, she honored me into it. She said, we just need an extra room. And I, I agreed. I gave her a budget and said, here's our budget. Let's do it. We'll do it. So we got the contract and we did it. And then she comes back. We met budget. She goes, this is great. She goes, we got one little problem. What? The floors in the new room don't, the, in the first room, the new room, don't match the floors of the existing house. And I went, so? Because I'm a man. We don't care. But a woman does. And she said that we need to replace the floors in the rest of the house to match the floor in the new room. Can y'all give me a minute? Because I'm still not over it. Like a good husband, I said, girl, that's going to cost you. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I mean. <laughs> she paid. <laughs> Dearly. <laughs> they're, they're going, she's going to a whole nother level. She's going to remodel. Visitation to habitation. Now she wants a place for them to stay. And now when they come by, they didn't just stop to eat. This began with the gumbo. Just a gumbo. More gumbos. Chicken fricassee. Now, now they're staying. They up there in the upper room. Watch what happens. One day, Elisha returns to Shunem. He went to this upper room to rest. And he said to Gehazi, Tell the woman from Shunem I want to speak to her. And when she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, We appreciate the. What is that really? The honor. We so appreciate that you've honored us, that you have shown us. What can we do for you? Look at me right here. Remember who we're really talking about. God 
and us. Have you ever heard God come to you and say, what can I do for you? Oh, there have been plenty of times I've gone to him. Let me tell you what you can do for me. But did he ask me? You, you've ever, you never outgive God. Let me, let me help you. You'll never out honor God. He'll never be a debtor to you. When you honor him, he'll always return back to you honor. He is a good God. You will never, he is a debtor to no man or to no woman. You aren't going to give God something and then him owe you. It will never happen. I'll tell you how you can honor God in a very practical way in just a moment. I want you to see this because what can we do for you? Watch this. He goes, can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied. I love this woman. No, 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 no. She says, my family takes good care of me. I have no needs. By the way, I'm looking around the room. Probably the truth is there's not many needs represented in this room. I mean, things that you really need. You had a roof over your head last night? AC working? Heat working? Even when the heat wasn't working, you plugged in one of them little things, one of them little little boxes and cranked it up. I got one in my bathroom because sometimes it's chilly in the morning. And because I got a need, I can reach down there and just turn it on and let it blow on my feet while I get dressed in the morning. Heidi would call me a Queen Esther sometimes. <laughs> I got everything I need. You may not have everything you want. I mean, you probably went to your refrigerator and you probably said something like, We ain't got nothing to eat, which was a lie. There's stuff in there, it's just nothing that you wanted. You got choices, right? Oh, baby, we ain't got nothing to eat. No, it's just there's nothing that you want. There's stuff to eat. It's just nothing that you particularly want. So she, that's what she's saying. There's nothing that I, I need. Watch this. Later, Elisha says to Gehazi, what can we do for her? There's got to be something. You, you see what's happening? Gumbos, rooms, honor. Just a gumbo attracted him. Now he's staying. He's going, we ain't going to let her out honor us. What, what can we do for her? Gehazi replies, she doesn't have a son. And her husband is an old man. Call her back in again, Elisha told him. And when the woman returned, Elisha said to her as she stood in the doorway, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. No, no, my Lord, don't mess with me. I'll go O-Town. This is the O-Town version. Uh Uh-uh, oh no, you didn't. Don't do that. Don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. 
Look at me right here. This started with a gumbo. Honor opened up a room, but a room opened up her womb. All your needs are met. Sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at the time the following year, she had a son just as Elisha had said. And it all began with a combo. Yeah, this is a great story, isn't it? We just go, yeah, you shall the sheet of right, So good. So good. I just, I probably need to honor more. This would be a great story if that was the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. Because that little boy's going to grow up. He's going to grow up a few years. Daddy's going to take him, go out to harvest field. He's going to be in the harvest field. He's going to, Daddy, I got a headache. All right, son. I'll tell you what, why don't you just go in, go, go see Mama. He's going to run into the house. Mama, I got a headache. She said, come here, Shaq. Come here. Let you use She's going to lay, she's going to start, ta-ta. I learned that. I'm not from Louisiana, but I've learned that. Ta-ta. Just ta-ta in him. And then all of a sudden, he dies in her arms. She takes that boy, doesn't lay him in his bed, doesn't lay him in hers, doesn't put him on the couch. She carries up to the room where the man of God stayed. And she lays him on the bed, saddles a donkey, goes 20 miles to Mount Carmel on a donkey in a day. That'd be the equivalent you getting in the car from here, driving all the way to Fort Worth, Texas. Say, I gotta get to the man of God. She's going to get to the man of God. She's gonna tell him what happened. He has died. And Elisha is going to say to Gehazi, his associate. <laughs> I just pictured it like I would do, like, like, I'm, a, like, like I'm Elisha. Look, woman, we're here on a mission right now. We got services tonight. I mean, I can't just leave. I'll tell you what, Gehazi, take my staff, go back with her all the way, 20 miles, all the way back, take my staff, lay it on top of the boy, lay it on top of him, and that should do the trick. And she goes, uh-uh, no, 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 that, that ain't happening. We, we ain't doing that. I'm staying here until you come with me. Okay, everybody, let me lean in for a second because let me give you the principle, the principle of honor. The more you honor, the more you can ask. Who is this woman? I mean, the prophet said, take the stick back, it'll work. No, no, no stick. No, I, you ain't sending Junior back. I'm waiting for the man of God. I'm not going back until you come with me. She had honored enough that she could ask for him to come and not send the associate. Y'all ain't tracking with me yet. Y'all be help you? Let me take, how many of you have ever had a family member that you don't really like? Raise your hand. You're in church, you lie, you fry, you'll go straight to hell. The rest of you? I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. How many of you have ever had a family member that you don't really have that much relationship with, but they stop by the house one day and say, oh, hey, hey, uh, 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 Fred, 
Uh, yeah, hey, man, good to see you. Yeah, hey, hey. Well, I, I was just stopping by because I was just wondering, could, 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 could I borrow $200? And then you went, what? Or you're at work and somebody, a, a colleague, a workmate comes up to you and just say, you don't really know that well. You see him at work. Hey, Bob. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Hey, I'm short 200. And you're like, what? That feeling that you get inside of you, what is that? It's like, but I don't know you that well. For you to ask me, let me translate it for you. You haven't honored me enough to ask me for that. How many of you know you have some friends, you have some family members that came to you and said, could I borrow $200? You'd say, borrow? You're not borrowing $200 from me. In fact, I'm giving you $300 for you to meet your needs because I love you and you've honored me. So what a privilege it is to honor you back because you would do it for me if it was switched around. You would do the same. How are y'all tracking with me now? Are y'all with me? You can only ask to the level of honor. Look at me. If it works this way, it also works that way. Maybe we've asked and we haven't seen it happen because we haven't honored and our ask is above our honor. Are you tracking with me? All right, it's going to get real. So let, let me tell you, and I'm changing it from I'm changing it for those who are in the first service. I'm changing it. If I had one last message to preach to you, if it was it, like they said, Pastor, you you got you got 14 minutes and 50 seconds to live. What would I do? This is what I would do. I would say, honor God. Honor God. Here's a way you can honor God. It's really simple. Be a man who prays. Just pray. I, I don't, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of, and I learned all these growing in my formative years too. Pray the Lord's Prayer. And if you start, and then, and that's the way you can pray for an hour, because an hour a day keeps the devil away. I just want to tell you all, I'm not that disciplined. I wasn't very good at it. Or just make a list, just make a list. Look, here's what I've done. Here, here's what works for me. I just get up in the morning and I talk to Jesus first. It's usually about 20 seconds long. I just want you to know that. Lord, I just love you. I just want to tell you, good morning. Man, I, I, I just want to, I want to stay in touch with you all day. And then I get in the shower and I talk to God in the shower. And then I walk in and Heidi and I have coffee. And then I get in my car to go to work and I talk to him again. And before I came, even driving down here, I talked to him for about two minutes, probably in length. And I just say, Lord, I just, just want to keep the line open all the time. I'm just going to talk to you all day, throughout the day, whatever I need. In between appointments, I'll talk to Jesus. Lord, I think I did the right thing there. Lord, I'm about to go into this other meeting. I just need your wisdom. Thank you, Father. I'm just checking in with you. Is there anything else on your heart? And then I go into that meeting, and then I get home, and then I'm just going to talk to God all day, every day, invite his presence wherever I am. I'm going to... 
Look at me. Just pray. Prayer honors God. It lets you know, Lord, I'm not in control. I need you. It honors him when you realize my humility. I'm I'm humbling myself because I need you. Just keep praying. Just pray. Don't, if don't, don't, don't hurt yourself if you didn't pray very long. When the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, he gave them a 15-second prayer. I don't think it was pray this, and I don't think it was pray this long. I just said, I, I want to just be in, t- Heidi, Heidi and I do this all the time. Thank God for cell phones. We call each other all day, every day. She'll call in, I'm just checking in. And I go, well, baby, you're checked in. What are you doing? I'm about to go into a meeting. Oh, okay, well, call me after. Okay, I love you. Okay, I love you too, baby. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye, bye-bye, okay. And then I'll call her after. Hey, baby, I'm just checking in. I'm just checking in. Oh, this happened. Okay, I love you. 15, 20 seconds. I love you. I love you too. Okay, I'll call you. I'll call you after my next meeting. Okay, I love you too, baby. We just keep checking in. We just keep the comma Always keep a comma, never a period. Just so basically when you pray, just go, Lord, I'm just checking in. I'm just checking in, Lord. I'm just checking in. When I get through that, Lord, I'm just checking in. I'm just checking in. It honors God. Let me give you number two real quick. I got, this is my last message ever, ever. I I hope something doesn't happen to me on the way home. (laughs) That'll be bad. (laughs) Y'all could say, I was there. Okay, I'll be in heaven. Don't cry. Just go, I was there the last message. I heard it. Y'all eat chicken, tell funny stories about me, potato salad. That's what we want. So anyway, praise. Praise. Give. Be gracious. I tell my kids all that. For the time they were little, they still, they go, no, daddy. Dad, they call me dad. They don't call me daddy. I know dad. They're adults now. I mean, they're old, like old, because I'm old. They say, I know. And I used to say it all the time. Gratitude is a small price to pay for the blessings of God. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Thank you, thank you. Be a man or a woman of praise. Every little thing you see, give God praise. You don't have to get in and have a prayer praise service. Just when you see it, say it. Thank you, Jesus, for that. God, I take that from you. That's you. God, that's you working. That's you. How many things have happened that have come to your life that you have not given him the praise for? Do you know what you call someone who is not grateful for what you've done for them? A little selfish. I don't know what you call them, but it's a selfish, whatever. You want to beat their tail. Or, uh, can we say that nowadays? I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Can y'all scratch that from the tape? Don't put that on. They'll come after me for that. Heidi and I, we have a large congregation. We always get the invitations from seniors. Usually 20 to 30 every year. Graduating. You know, the pictures. Class of. And they come in. They look all better than they normally look, you know. And they're inviting you to their commencement. They're not, they don't care if I come. They don't really care if I'm there. They just want some money. (laughs) We love, we cordially invite you. Just get honest. Hey, I'm graduating. 
I need some money. They're lying. And Heidi and I always write them some che- We always write a check. Check to all of them. Little, little note, little blessing. Sorry, we will not be able to attend. And they're going, <laughs> they can't come. No, when they open up, there's a check. That's all they care about. And then Heidi always goes, let's see who's good parents. You know what she's waiting for, right? The thank you note. Oh, there's a few in our church. She looks up and they go, <laughs> they didn't say thank you. I said, baby, forgive them. Maybe they forgot. And she's like, well, somebody needs to talk to them. Because that's not gratitude. Gratitude is a small price to pay for the blessings of God. When you say thank you, you honor What does honor do? Honor always. That's what the scripture says, isn't it? I think Pastor Don mentioned this very passage earlier in Psalms 22, verse 3. But you are holy, you who? Of Israel, his people. Prayer is knocking on the door of God. But when you praise God knocks on your door. You go, I want him knocking on my door. It's just, if you really want to honor God, because honor attracts. If you really want, I don't want visitation, I want habitation. I, I want, I'm going to honor God with my praying, because it honors God. I'm going to honor God with my praise and my gratitude. You had an opportunity this morning, by the way. And by the way, if you only do it on Sunday, you're just offering the gumbo. But when you do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're building a room, a habitation for God to always be with you. You honor. Let me give you number three. If I only had one last message, this is it. I'm going out with a bang. If something happens to me on the way home, <laughs> watch this. Pay. Pay, pay. I've been in ministry for 35 years. What, listen to the number. I've been in ministry for 35 years. I didn't discover the pay. It's really been 30 years. What'd you do the first five? Tipped. I didn't pay. I tipped. I didn't pay. I didn't realize that it was a way to honor God. In fact, let me show you what the scripture says. The psalmist wrote in, excuse me, Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Glorify God with, uh, no, it's supposed to be a tenth, isn't it? Oh, all your will, honoring him with your very best, with every increase that comes to you. How many of you want, I, I, I want increase. I just want to confess it. I need increase, because I want it. Let me just tell you what I know about you. It's about the money. You want more money. You do. Who here 
does not want more money. I'm just seeing if anybody would lie in church. Because you, you want, you go, no, I do. I, I, I want it. I do want it. I mean, I, I'm afraid to say I want it. I'm in church. Now, you get me outside of church, I'll say it. But not in church. Watch this. Honor, God, glorify him with your will. Honor him with your very best. Honor him with every increase that comes to you. 30 years ago, I finally figured this out. I'm slow. But I went, no, I'm going to start, we're going to start honoring God. It is first. He is first. He's first in our life, and he's going to be first in our finances. He goes first. We just honor him. People ask me all the time, Pastor, you, do you do that on the net and the growth? Do you do it on, okay, what about your tax return? Everybody's looking for the loophole, right? And I'm not that good, and I'm not that smart. I'm not Dr. Scott, you know, two doctorate degrees in theology. I ask him whenever I don't know what God wants me to do. I go, what, what does God's word say about this? And I don't, I don't know. This is what I do know. I just said, look, I don't, I, I'm not that pharisaical, Right? Letter of the law. I just want to live by the spirit of it. So Heidi, here's what we're going to do. Any increase, I don't care if you find $2 on the sidewalk. I'm going to call it increase. I'm going to give it God praise. Thank you, Jesus. I found $2. And whatever comes into our hands, we're going to honor God with however it comes. You get a stimulus check, go, I already paid my taxes on all that. No, no, no. I don't care what you get. I just said, I'm going to honor God. Look at me. Honoring God, I, I, we, don't, we don't pay ours to our Savior's church. Where do you pay it? No, I, pay, I give it to God. I give it through our church, but I'm not giving it to our church. I'm giving it through our church, and it's a way I honor God. And when I honor him, I make him my business partner. If I lose it all, it ain't my fault. <laughs> it's his fault. I'm putting the pressure on him. I'm going to honor God with my resources. Did you hear what I said? Honor because honor attracts. Whatever you honor, you attract. Watch this. Let me give you number four. If I was preaching my last sermon. Let's say, pray, praise, pay. Just obey. When you read that Bible, and you should, every day, I know there's some who read the Bible through in a year. I've done that probably seven, eight, nine, ten times in my lifetime. Read the Bible through, and I don't do that anymore, not because I'm against it. It's just, it was too much for me. I'm simple. Maybe I'm just going, I'll usually pick a book and I'll stay in it and I'll read it, digest it, let the Holy Spirit speak to me because he always shows me an error or he shows me a thought pattern or he shows me something that I need to apply to my life and I just want to obey the Lord because when I obey him, I honor him and when I honor him, he always comes Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father 
which is the first commandment with promise, that it may go well with thee. I want it to go well with me because I have a father too. And I'm a child. And Heidi would agree with that. And when I obey, it's really honor. And when I honor, whatever you honor, you attract. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? It's not that complicated. Help me out, Isaac. As I close, I have 33 seconds. But because I'm on the directional team, I'm going to take my liberties. Here we go. <laughs> this is a great story, isn't it? It's not the end of the story. Let me just, I'll just run it through real quick. I'm going to close quickly. Elisha, this is four, this is four chapters later. We, we don't know the rest of the story. Let me, the story's not over. Watch this. Elisha told the woman whose son he'd brought back to life, take your family and I want you to move to some other place for the Lord has called for a famine on Israel that will last for seven years. So the woman did as the man of God instructed, took her family and settled in the land of the Philistines for seven years. Here's the principle. When you've honored God, when you give God access, he'll give you access. She gets word she gets a warning from God. Hey, some tough times are coming. But I want you to move from where you're at, go to the land of the Philistines and stay there for seven years because he wanted to protect her from it. Everybody look right here. Look, balcony. There are some tough times coming in our nation. There's some tough times coming in our nation. You better follow the principle of honor so that God can speak to you, give you access to what is happening so that you can find a place of rest and safety so that you're not harmed by it. This isn't to scare you, it's to prepare you. Are you tracking with me? She does just that. She goes away seven years. It's almost like the blood of the doorpost over her house. Pass over the famine. And watch what happens. After the famine, verse three, the famine ended and she returned from the land of the Philistines and she went to see the king about getting back her house and land. What happened to it? In Israel, if you deserted your home for a few years, the government would take it. And that's what happened. And so she wanted to go to the king to see about getting it back. Verse four, as she came in, the king was talking with Gehazi. Just so happened. Gehazi, Elisha's associate. The king and him are talking. The king had just said, tell me some stories about the great things Elisha has done. And Gehazi was telling the king about the time Elisha had brought a boy back to life. Where did this begin? With a gumbo. Tell me some stories. Oh, one time, see, we was walking through Shunem. We used to stop there and get some Red Bull crackling. His woman invited us over for some gumbo. It's good, too. He's telling the story. At that very moment, the mother of the boy walked in to make her appeal to the king about her house and land. Look, my lord, the king, here is the woman now, and that is her son. 
the very one that Elisha brought back to life. Is this true? The king asked her. And she told him the story. So he directed one of his officials to see that everything she had lost was restored to her, including the value of any crops that had been harvested during her absence. Let me give you the equivalent. That's as if you moved away for seven years to Canton and your job kept paying you for seven years that you left here. And when you came back, they said, we've got seven years of salary waiting for you and restored it to her. Look at me. This all began with honor. It's a principle. Be a man or a woman who honors this way, this way, and this way. That will always be a man or a woman of honor. Because whatever you honor, you attract. Because it's, can I tell one more story? Pastor Paul, Pastor John, can I tell one? We were inner city pastors in Houston. We had, a, we didn't have any money. Zero. Church had no money. We had all these youth groups coming in to do outreaches in the inner city. They're going to stay with us during the summer, like a summer camp. And the, we had an air conditioning unit go out in our old warehouse. And man, the bill came, or the guy came and said to fix it be $30,000. He could have said $3 million. It didn't matter. $30,000. We didn't have it. We didn't have $3,000. We didn't have $300. A year before, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, You want to be blessed? then you take 10% of whatever comes in to your little church and give it and plant it as seed into other ministries. And that's what I did. I obeyed the Lord, which is really honor, and took 10% and I, we would save it for a month. And then my assistant would come in and say, we've got $1,000 in the seed account. That's what I called it. Where do you want to send it? And I said, hmm, let's pray. Let me, hold on. Lord, it's me. I'm just checking in. Uh, where, where should I send it? Send it to Lakewood. Y'all know Lakewood? You ever heard that church? Well, Joel now was John back in those days. So just send it there. Next week. Send it to First Assembly of God over here in this corner. My assistant goes, well, these are people that don't need it. I said, it's not about needing it. It's about us planting it in good soil, believing that one day that'll return to us. It's a way to honor. And whatever you honor. So one year of that, one year, $30,000 AC unit goes out. Boom. I get a phone call from one of those pastors. Hey, Pastor Eugene, you just been on my heart. Man, I was just thinking about you. How's it going? I said, man, just pray for us. What's wrong? What's wrong? Our AC unit went out. What's it going to take to fix it? 30000 Wow, you have it? Yes, sir. Oh, man, let's pray. He prayed for me. 
about an hour later, phone rings. Hey, he's called me back. Hey, I was talking to Pastor so-and-so. Yeah, we planted a seed there. And I was talking to Pastor so-and-so. And I said, in my mind, going, we planted a seed there. And I was talking to Pastor so-and-so. And I said, we planted a seed there too. I said, yeah. He said, I'm sending you a check for $30,000. He said, excuse me? I said, thank you, Jesus. Honor. 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 You ain't broke if you're a man or a woman. Be that. Quit complaining about your boss. Well, my boss. Honor. Wait a minute. You are the boss. <laughs> Quit complaining about your employees. Honor. 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 Be a man or a woman of honor. Let's pray. Father, we receive your word today. The seed of the word being planted in our hearts. I pray by your Holy Spirit that you would water it and that it would begin to produce fruit in our life. We all see an area that we need to get better. Maybe we haven't been a man who prays or a woman who prays. Maybe we haven't been a man who is grateful or a woman who's grateful and praises you for all good things. Maybe we haven't been faithful in honoring you with our wealth. And we wonder why it's drying up. Father, may we be one who obeys you. Just the whisper and obey it. May we be men and women of honor. So Father, may this bear fruit in our life. We receive your word today. With every head bowed and eye closed, God honored us first. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he honored us by sending his son Jesus to die for us while we were yet still sinners. He honored us. Can I tell you what you ought to do today? You ought to honor him back by giving him your life. Jesus said it this way. You can't see the kingdom or enter the kingdom until you've been born again. You must be born again. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. A, you just admit you're a sinner. B, believe that Jesus came on this earth to pay the penalty for our sin. He gave his life for it. He honored us with his life. And then see, confess him as Lord. Make him the Lord. Let him take the seat of authority over your life. Let him be the Lord, the boss. If you're here today and you've never been born again, you're sitting here today and your chest is beating fast right now. It's the Holy Spirit. Why don't you make him the Lord of your life? So I want to pray with you if that's you today. 
that's you, would you slip your hand up all over this room? No one's looking but me. Hold up high. Say, I'm ready today, Pastor G. I'm ready to be born again. Thank you, sir. I see your hand. Hold your hand up high. Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand. Congregation, can we pray with these that are one to be born again today? Would you just say this and mean it from your heart? Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me so I wouldn't have to go. And that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven purpose on earth and a relationship with the father so today lord jesus i repent of my sin to be born again god is my father let's declare it jesus is my savior the holy spirit is my helper and heaven is my home in jesus name amen let's give god all the praise for that